Hi, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. On today's episode, Tony chats with actress Eddie Gannam, known for her role on Lifetime's Devious Maids. They touch on the struggle of social media comparison, cultural representation in Hollywood, and the race to fame among today's youth. They discuss how to break through to truly being in the moment and how it helps to create authentic work. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. Hello, everybody. Welcome to In The Moment Podcast with my guest, a longtime friend, <laughs> still rocking it out, Eddie Ganem. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> I was just telling her, I always pronounce for so long, I've known you, Eddie, for like 15 years. I've always pronounced your name like very French sounding, <laughs> Janem, soft Jeanette. G's. Now I feel like I'm not fancy enough. That's no, it's super fancy. What yeah. is the origin of your last name? It's, you know, the funny thing is that it's, I'm, I'm not even saying it right according to the, you know, so my name is, Le my last name is Lebanese. So of course it's in Arabic. So people who speak Arabic tell me, no, no, it's like, Hanem, you know, like, and I'm like, well, that sound does not exist within my, Hanem. because I grew up in Mexico. Well, yeah. I would learn to say that the right way. I just did it, Eddie Hanem. But that's the thing, you know, like I, my family, basically, uh, my grandfather is 100% Arabic, but he was already like, you know, born in Mexico. So he grew up there. My dad grew up there. So, you know, they, it's like adjusting an American or a foreign last name to like more Americanized, you know. Right. So, yeah, I basically, you know, my whole family is just like, Ganem, uh, Ganem, you know, we just say it like that. But um, I'm. But I never knew, so do you, I never knew you were part Arabic, part yes, Mexican. Yes, so I'm basically like, I, I always just say I'm kind of like, you know, half Mexican, half Lebanese, because both of my parents actually- Are Lebanese. Have, yeah, okay. they, yeah, I mean, you know, it's part of the Arab. Um, but yeah, so both, you know, both of my parents are, you know, from Mexico, but both of them have Lebanese descent. Um, my, my dad is basically half and my mom is like, 25% Lebanese and, and, you know, the rest is kind of like Mexican. So yeah, I don't, you know, I didn't grow up speaking Arabic at all, but I, I grew up in Mexico, you know, speaking Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I just, for some reason, I just thought it was a Latin yeah, last name. Latin. Okay. <laughs> so it was so weird. Like, I mean, I, before I, you know, started acting, I don't even know actually when I met you, if I was already going by Eddie, because I... No, you were going by... Edurne. Edurne, yeah. yes. For few, yeah, for a few years when I first moved here, I was using my my full name, my first name. And then I signed up with my managers who are my managers right now. And, you know, they just kind of suggested, I told them somehow, I don't know how the conversation came up. And I said, you know, my nickname in high school was Eddie and they liked it and they thought it'd be so much more easy for people to say and remember yeah. and yeah. I agreed you know I was like you know it's true every time I go into a room and I say my name people are afraid to even pronounce it to repeat it yeah. to even try let alone remember or if they just read it to know if it's a guy or a girl or you know like so I started going by Eddie but I think that's changed though you know because like you've been in the business for a while but like now everybody I like people don't change their names as much like yeah. you know in the old 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 yeah. days way before our time it used to be like Doris Day or yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. Robert Redford I mean I don't yeah. know if that's those were their real names but like Monroe <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah that but it was, was a whole like a whole different name you know like a whole oh name, just like something yeah. that yeah for me, I felt comfortable doing it because it was like for real my nickname in high school and it was kind of like still derived yeah. from like, you know, like the first two letters of my name and then why Eddie, you know, like, so I was like, yeah, it's, you know, uh, and I was like not doing a complete change. Um, but I, you know, it's weird when I was little, I hated my name because it's a very unusual name that not even in Mexico or within the Spanish speaking community is like known at all. 
it's actually a name from the Basque region in Spain. So it's also in that language they speak there, which I don't speak. So it's it's always wow. been such a weird name. People making fun of it, you know, when I was growing up and my dad, like always trying to explain to me, but it's such a beautiful, unique name. Nobody else has it. It's just you, you know, whatever. And of course I didn't get it. And now that I'm old, I completely get it, you know, as yeah. everything. <laughs> so, um, so I actually really, really like my name. I, you know, it means snow, which I actually really like. My Aww. daughter's, my daughter's middle name is snow. Um, and, you know, so like you learn to embrace these things and I probably would be happy going by my name, but I feel like, you know, I've, I started using Eddie and I'm, and I like Eddie. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, yeah. yeah, you're kind of known as that now, so it's kind of hard to change yeah. midstream. But yeah, um, but so I mean, our listeners will know you. You broke through with Devious Maids, and then you've done a lot of TV and a lot of movies since then. And your journey. So I, I mean, oh my gosh! Yeah, like, we go way back. When, <laughs> when, was, when was Devious Maids? I can pull it up, but that's so, because you were in class when you booked it. Yeah, so we did. I know, right? I you were like, I, you're gonna book this, and then you were like, I told you. <laughs> oh man, I was like, yes, you did. Um, so, so the I pilot, remember. the pilot was 2012, and then we shot the, the the first season. I think was 2013. Oh my and god, then, it was like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's been a while, and I know yeah. I knew you before that. So, but you, yeah. but that was your like. That was your first big thing, right? Like you, you didn't have a lot of stuff before that, did you? No, 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 not at all. I mean, if you know, it's a whole typical thing when like people ask you, like, "What do you do?" and you're like, "I'm an actor," and then you say, "What have you done?" and you're basically like, "Nothing you've ever seen." <laughs> so yeah. that was the case for me before Devious Mates. Everything was so small, or even you know, just like student projects, like nothing that yeah. ever really. So for me, doing Devious Mates was a big jump. Uh, yes, I had already been in LA for like five years, you know, like doing the oh, thing. Wow. Mm -hmm. And maybe my first two years were like very slow because I didn't know anyone. I had no money. Like, you know, it's kind of like maybe I, I had just moved here to even like start figuring it out. So it takes a while. And then, and then actually starting to like go out for audition, you know, even getting like manager or agent to like send you out. And I got lucky discovering the world of commercials because I had no idea and that was a really helpful thing for me because you know speaking Spanish I was able to book sometimes in both languages or yeah. either or and just kind of make money and not be like poor you know like dirt poor um so so then I you know I, it was like about five years that I had been doing this and I booked Devious Mates and it completely changed my my life because I was one of the leads of this tv show where all the other four women were known established actresses every single one of them also the supporting care you know characters were like susan lucci and like you know people right. that i was just kind of like working alongside and i was here you know starting so well i mean you deserved it you were great and you were great on that show and like i mean it's kind of crazy now that i'm thinking about it you know it's, it was a little bit ahead of its time wasn't it it was like six or five Sorry, you know yeah. Latina, strong actresses, storyline, like, you know, it was, right? Like, now we see that it kind of broke the mold, I think. And yeah. I think, you know, also at the time, it did get criticized as well for putting the Latinas as, like, maids, kind of like, oh, you're stereotyping them uh -huh. again. So uh -huh. we kind of had to fight that a little bit because um, in a way, yes, we were the maids, but the whole premise was, like, these women are all different humans with dreams with all of them have, you know, such inner strength and fighting for what they want. So like, I feel like people were missing the point seeing that because it was like, yeah, but like one of them is trying to be like a singer and this is just her, you know, journey to break through and do what she wants to do, which is like how many people don't have like a random job until they kind of are able to do whatever they are trying to do for real. Right. And this was a way for us, you know, to be put together in this kind of like unity. And I, my dream was like, I want to go to college. I want to be a fashion designer, you know, and, right. and it was just, you know, my mother happened to be working at this household and I was working there too. And, and then, you know, the whole, everything that was like revolved around it, but it was just like the bigger picture was what you're saying 
and I feel like some, a lot of people did get to see that bigger picture, but we also got criticized, you know, and, and I'm glad that you see the positive side of it, which is, yes, like these women were, we were five female leads, you know, um, Latina women and showing and showcasing and promoting our culture, the music, you know, even mm. our language and, and even just kind of like the fact that no matter where you come from, you're still a human that is, you know, trying to become something or someone and, and just achieve your dreams. Yeah. Well, I think it's about, it was about representation, right? Like those stories were put yeah. front and center. You know, it, that, that just reminds me, you know, I have this movie on Hulu uh, that I shot called Where We Go From Here. And one of the storylines, um, it's my character and his lover and we have our cleaning lady right and she I got some flack not by a lot of like just by one person who like I don't know it was over a phone conversation was a part of like a nonprofit, right I'm sure it was a it was a white person yeah but she was saying she was like questioning sort of that character and I was like I don't think you understand. This character is has been my cleaning lady for 15 years. She's a good friend of mine. Like based on she, a real human being. A real person. Yes. She came to the screening and was so moved that that's how like close we are mm -hmm. that I, I was inspired by her life to interweave yeah. it into a story yeah. that it was incidental that she happened to be the cleaning lady. It's like a really, and the woman who played her thought it was, she was so alive and funny and, and real. And so, I don't know. It's just, it's so interesting. Like, I get it. I understand. Like, I think we are entering a time now where, you know, we don't want to limit the type of role yeah. for anybody, uh -huh. you know, but I think it's also like, but it, it, representing characters and actors in a fully fleshed out way is yeah. also really human. No, it's a hundred percent human. I mean, for in the, and to show, you know, the fact that it's not like one dimensional. I mean, for example, yeah. Judy Reyes played my mother in that show and her whole thing was the sacrifice of a mother to basically do, you know, whatever job she could get so that her next generation, me, the daughter, yeah, yeah. would have a better life. You know what I mean? And incidentally, for example, like the I just literally finished shooting a movie where the whole thing is just, you know, revolving about that. Like sometimes one generation, basically mm. it has to do a lot of sacrificing for the sake of the next and hope that each generation has it better, right? Mm -hmm. Um so at the end of the day, we were just kind of, you know, you know, showing these type of subjects, but, you know, in a, in a more entertaining manner, this is at the end of the day, like, you know, t television with comedy with like, you know, like the, so yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, there's always going to be the people who criticized and there's always going to be the people who see the value of, um, you know, like, I think recently I, story. yeah, I don't know what I was doing yeah. recently on social media and I, in, you know, it's just really hard right now with like everything being so politically correct and and it's, you know, very sensitive subjects. And I completely understand. But at the same time, sometimes I will never be the type of person that wants to ever offend another human being. I will never like to, you know, be considered someone that like judging, discriminating. You know, I promote the complete opposite in my world and my life with my children. I feel like I was raised in a way where it was a little bit ignored and it should be really more talked about. Like, you know, um, not because my parents are like racist, but just because they didn't make an emphasis on how it's wrong, right? And how like you should speak up about it or, you know, things like, or bullying or, you know, just like subjects that are so important. And I make such a big point with my children. You know, if I ever see them being mean to another kid or something, I'm like, you don't want to be, there's a book, right, that I read, The Bully Bully Shark, and I, right away, I jump in, I'm like, you don't want to be the bully bully shark, and, you know, or, you know, if they're at the park playing with a kid that's, you know, African-American, my kid asked me, why is his skin so dark, or why is his hair, like, or, you know, whatever, and I was like, because he's African-American, and, you know, everyone is different, and, and look at how beautiful his skin tone is, and look at how beautiful you are, and, like, we're all, you know, and I just like to talk about it, and show that it's just, normal it's life and we should never 
not embrace it, you know? Um, And uh, I don't even know why I'm talking about this right now. (laughs) No, I mean, I just, I go on tangents. What you also, it, it also kind of was connected to like each generation hopefully does better. Yeah. Oh, I know what I, I know what I was gonna say. I was talking. Uh, I was some, doing something on my social media, and I did a super quick comment, and I said oh, something yeah. about like, oh, because in Mexico everyone has a maid, and it was like a thrown out comment that I did, you know, and I didn't realize like, well, not everyone in Mexico has a maid. Like some people are the maids, right? And somebody right. commented back and said, wait, listen, like my husband's mom, you know was the maid and I just kind of take offense to what you said and I totally went back to like say like listen totally understand because I was just talking and I was just like you know making this assumption of like you know which is definitely not true and I kind of apologize for just generalizing and everything and 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 kind of like trying to encompass the fact that like it's it, it is true you know I when we talk and sometimes we don't mean to say or offend but like, you know, our words definitely will touch other people, you know, at the end of the day. So. Yeah. But also just the whole social media police. Yeah. And the it's a, of, you know, yeah oh my God. I think it's, it's, it's a I don't know. It's, I mean, it, I, think, I feel like it goes in both ways. We're like, you yeah. know, like sometimes, especially people that are like in the eye of the media and like people will listen to what you're saying and criticize every single thing you say. When, you know, you could just be talking to your friend and say something that is not taken out of context because you're just, you know, in conversation saying something and they know that you're not meaning any offense with your words. Right. Yeah. No, it's a very tricky sort of negotiation. I think like actors or anybody has to deal with who has a social media profile Mm -hmm. nowadays. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. um, I mean, the number of people listening to what you're saying or doing or watching is kind of. Or also just, you know, like some, just the, the trolling aspect for no reason, you know what I mean? Just having, being a a public personality gives people, I think the permission to troll you. I think it's the whole thing. Here's my thing, Eddie, about, I was telling a client I was coaching the other day, I was like, and he's a big influencer Mm -hmm. and he was being trolled for like no reason. I think they were just, he went, he did the, he, I don't know why he did it, but he went and looked at some comments because he was working on something with some other friends who are all influencers. Yeah. And he went down the wormhole of looking at some comments about him and his group and about, you know, quote unquote, how untalented they were, blah, 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 blah. And he just was really in a funk about it. And I just was like, okay, look, first of all, it's some, I always like to joke, it's like some somebody living in their parents' basement in Ohio. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the first thing. So consider the source. Yeah. (laughs) They're too scared. They're they're anonymous. They're too scared to identify themselves. They want to take, you know, pot shots. But Mm -hmm. I also think it's just, I think our world is so, has become so high school that we never, I don't think we ever escape high school. But I think social media has magnified it even more because like, let's say if you post something, then I could come out if I were a celebrity and I'm going to post something in, in support of you. And then somebody else is going to post something not in support of you. And I was like, oh my God, it is literally, we do not escape high school. There is a a line drawn in the sand (laughs) and the the popular pretty ones. (laughs) Yes, they are the one side. Yes, it's so freaking insane that we are all caught up in the drama of high school. No, it's funny. (laughs) Excuse me. The more, you know, the older and the older I get, the more I'm like constantly thinking like, wait, do we ever grow up? Because for real, I, no, I question it on myself. I like, you know, the older you are, the more you like see your parents as an adult, like a, you're an adult now. So you understand their lives better because when you're a child, it's like, you know, but I'm just like, Wow. I don't think we ever grow up. Like we can no. literally be 80 year old people and it's really blowing my mind. Well, <laughs> I, I like to think like, I like, don't think we should grow up. I think we should remain childlike, yes. which does not mean childish, yes. just childlike and curious and playful and like yeah. be in the wonder of it. But, but it's so difficult to keep that balance. And I feel like that is what we lose. And we only keep some sort of like sense of immaturity, like, we're always going to be like self-conscious. We're always going to be like insecure about things. And it's like, you think you would have grown out of those things and no, like, and no but well, we, that's, 
But I think that's the evils of social media. I think that's where it's become a monster of its own, right? Our own self-worth, the things that we're scared of, the things that we, not like that, that jealousy comes from our own people inflame something within us that we don't think we possess or we're scared of or we're threatened by. And so like like high school. So it's literally like we've taken on the roles. I agree with social media. Lately, I've been hyper analytical about social media and you know, I, I was, I used to be more hyper analytical about like, listen, like what people are posting is like when you're driving in road rage and people will yell from their car to your car, but would you be saying the same thing if you were standing in like, say, waiting in line for the ATM and you were behind, the right. person? would you say those things to their face? Like, would you speak these words? You know what I mean? Like the things that you're typing, like, would you be brave enough? And would you even realize that what you're saying is completely uncalled for, first of all, you know, to even begin with and then now I've been really just kind of so turned off by how unreal it is and how we forget about it how somehow I know Mm. it I if I post a picture I'm the first one to admit like of course I'm not gonna post the worst picture of myself right so I take a few and and then I put Paris filter on it like because it like makes me so much more smooth you know but that's as far as I'll go and like I'm just so like all these filters yeah I mean I'm like I can't help myself I'm sorry like but it's like but you know what I mean at least it's like it's just like I take a few like who's gonna just grab the first like ugly picture they take of themselves like I mean come on well true but but these filters are getting so out of control Tony that I'm just nuts who I just it's so I it almost like scares me because I feel like okay well I'm old enough to understand at least and like try to keep a it's like straight head but girls they're growing up in this generation in boys. I'm just, I was thinking about makeup, but I should not just generalize for girls. No, it, it, well, listen, I think, you know, yeah, go ahead. Like, it's this generation where like, it's almost a thing to say, like, what do you want to be when you grow up or what do you want to do? And it's like, I want to be like YouTube famous or like Instagram famous. And it's like, what? And then looking at these filters that people are using the whole time posting their face, like, it's almost like you don't ever see their real person anymore and these filters have completely changed the features of your face adding like lip fillers like no joke this is what they do to your lips like this is the thing that you would go and proceed to go to like a freaking like dermatologist like surgeon to like do it to you like they there's fillers and botox everywhere right now like like it's like you know groceries and these filters are doing these things like the eyelashes, the like whatever. And I'm just like, I am so hesitant to post pictures of myself with these filters or ultra retouch. Recently, I did a like, I dressed up in drag with a friend that does like drag queen stuff. And, um, you know, one of my friends kind of like retouched one of our pictures and like made it so beautiful. And I posted it, but I was like, Jesus, this is so retouched. You know what I mean? Like it yeah, makes it makes yeah. me so self-conscious to post something of me that is so unrealistic. And this is what we see from everyone on social media, especially the celebrities who have, you know, the high worth to be basically getting photographed professionally, light with professional lighting, with professional hair, with professional makeup, with hundreds of pictures, choosing the best one retouching the best one and, and everyone believes that this is the reality is real i know well especially for young especially for young girls yeah like yeah. i have an 11 year old niece yes. and like if she sees these prototypes of what she thinks beauty is supposed to look like yeah it's she really not healthy but, you know I, I i just a couple of things that popped yeah. out i wanted to mention like one i think all that also speaks to there's three points one is i think all of social media also speaks to our fear of aging is ageism yeah. and our fear and our big mortal fear of death and yeah. i think america is obsessed with the youth culture because to have to take a look at our own mortality we just don't yeah. want to do it so that's the first thing i also think the these platforms give everybody you know we there never used to be like a now everybody has a a platform a lectern to get up and just say whatever they want to say right because it's just i'm screaming out into the void hear me because again (laughs) right yeah that's exactly it because if i think that sometimes about the stuff that i post i'm like oh my god does anybody really freaking care it's just it's another person's point of view who cares like 
I think it's trying to stay relevant, Eddie, is really sometimes the driving, you know, for me, I'm trying to educate and inspire and help people yeah. see things creatively and spiritually in a different way. But, but, but I think that a lot of times the things that we post are trying to stay hip and relevant in a world that is constantly morphing into something else. Yeah. But the last thing I want to say really quickly too, that I think is so damaging and so scary. There's this documentary called Oh Fake Famous. Uh -huh. And, and it's all about how an influencer can be built from scratch with no followers. And basically they're, they're purchased you know, followers, bots, B-O-T-S. Yeah, like from China or Russia or whatever. Like it's all kind of made up, right? But they did a poll of uh, many, many people and asking young people what they want to be when they grow up. And it used to be like 20 years ago, it used to be scientists, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. 85% of the people, this is scary people, of what people want to be when they grow up is famous. Oh my God. That's it. Not for, no, 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 but not for anything, not for, not for discovering like a cure. That's right. A cure for like, I don't know, yes. COVID, yes. COVID-19, right. uh, 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 you know, an invention that's going to help us do carbon storing for climate collapse. Like, no, they just want to be famous for being famous. No, <laughs> scary. I, uh, it's, it's definitely, I feel like that's why I feel like you know, I keep saying the importance of like, somehow, like just going back to recognizing that we're kind of like living a fake reality, you know what I mean? And people yeah, are it's not really, real. And people are really buying into it. And these young people that are really easily influenced, and, you know, just, I mean, they, you can't blame them. They don't know better. At that age, I For would sure. be if I was 13 right now, I probably would be one of those 85% people saying I want to be famous because For sure, why yeah. wouldn't you, right? Seems like the life is like perfect and, and so fun. And, and I feel like you, you almost, you really can't even blame them, but I just feel like it's our responsibility to somehow like analyze, take a step back and realize that like, there's gotta be somehow like a way to address what's going on because it's kind of just really, really crazy. And, you know, like, for example, being an actress, like, you would think that like a lot of people who are actors, like their goal was to like be famous. But I, you know, personally, for example, I can tell you that like for me, like that was never like my driving force, right? It was like definitely has to do with like, you know, the work and the passion for yeah. what you do. And, yeah. and then if you do what you do well, then you would maybe be recognized as famous right. as a result, but it's not like what you seek. And that's the thing that everyone should understand is that like, if you, no matter what you do, if you like somehow manage to do it really well and you end up making an impact, then, you know, like quote unquote, you would be like a famous person because like your work gets recognized and that would be the feel like to understand that like you, the feeling wouldn't even be good or long lasting just for the sake of being famous. Like it would actually have true meaning if it came from the fact that you did something that you felt passion for that you embraced that you you know felt so good about that you know was moving you and then you did such a good job that it affected other people you know what I mean yeah um, I mean I think that is the that's the real desire I think of being an actor an artist of some you yeah. know nature to really reflect back to society or to humanity what it means to be human right and to change people's, I did a podcast earlier this morning and we were just talking about like changing the actress and I about, it's really stories have the ability to change. This is why I think that there are no invalid stories. Although sometimes I like eye roll about certain things that I see, you know what I mean? But my point is, is like, who knows? Something that changed my life that I saw as a story is yeah. not the same thing that maybe changed your life and made yeah. you realize, oh, there are people like me and I can act and I can be a strong woman or whatever, you know? So I think- But I it, think will that's it would resonate with someone because there are, yeah. we are millions of people, right? So like a lot of people will not ever, you know, feel or be kind of like touched by like your story because they kind of like, they have no connection, right? But a lot of people will. That's and, right. It's, and, and so, yeah. and, you, and that's why the same reason that you can't ever try to please everyone because you can't ever, um, because some people just don't resonate with you whatsoever. So it's like pointless to even think that you could, you know, somehow. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I kind of want to go back to what you were saying about America and like the obsession that we have with like youth and aging. And like, I'm going to be the first one to tell you, like, I'm not trying to say when I see like these, like, fil- you know, like filters and like the, fil- you know, like, of, I, I'm already looking at like myself and I'm like, gosh, like, I already feel like I'm getting, you know, like I have two kids and I'm like constantly like on the yeah. go and I'm like, look, you know, like I see pictures and I'm just like, yeah, I feel like I see um, maybe I'm looking wrinkles. tired. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> maybe these like wrinkles over here could be improved here and over there. And I don't judge on it at all. And I, and I am the first one to admit that, like, I was talking to my friend the other day who she does a lot of like chakra balancing and, you know, like amazing work. I like talk to her. I literally will have my mind in knots and I, there I talk to her. It's like a straight line of like clear thoughts. It's amazing. Like I really enjoy her sessions. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And in one of her questions with her work that she does, like she asked and she, you know, the first thing I had to answer was tell me the first thing that comes to mind. And, and normally I wouldn't think that this is a fear of mine, but like when she asked me this question, my, my fear, my was dying, you know, and I, and I completely can see why, because, you know, we, we don't, we as humans maybe we don't feel like we're ever like fulfilled or we haven't finished our work or we're we're still trying to do more or get more and like and of course that's like a huge fear to like you know not exist anymore and not finish what you have to do or personally now as a mother too you know I had a nightmare the other day where like I fell into this like cliff and I basically knew like well this is it and my first primal thought and reaction was kind of like can I, I can't curse because I was gonna say the f word, but I was yeah, like, of course. Oh, I was gonna say like, fuck my children, like, yeah. you know, it was like it wasn't even about like, I want to live more for myself, you know. It was like I don't, I felt so bad that I wasn't gonna be there for them anymore, you know. Uh, and yeah, me, yeah. And well, like, but I mean, Eddie, but these oh, are yeah, uh, it's like a big, yeah. you know, like I can see it, but I think I mean, listen, being a parent, I'm not a parent, so that's a completely different thing that you're working through, right? Like bringing children into the world and what that means. But I think what you're talking to also though speaks to me about like, we don't in our culture here, we don't in America, we don't have a relationship with the process. I'm not saying dying is glamorous. Nobody wants to leave, but there's a lot of traditional cultures that the relationship with death is a transition and the understanding of it and incorporating that that the true understanding of it is that there we can't even have a life without it ending. There would be no life. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's all phases. That's right. It's all cycles and circles. But because we don't have a culture that talks about higher understanding. That's right. Feelings, <laughs> consciousness, the uh, how you know, I was talking to a student the other day in class. We were talking about like pain, like joy and yeah. suffering and like we can't know one without the other. And he's like, well, I want to know, I want to have the answer for who who decided that. Like, I I was like, well, listen, you can write to God or divinity or whatever. You can start a a conversation with that aspect of, of life to figure these things out. That's what making meaning on the planet and being an artist is all about. But most people on the planet not tapped into the artistry of who we are as human beings it's all art it's never not going to be art I just you know I I completely agree with what you're saying it's I think a lot like I to the point that I'm just like the human mind baffles me humanity just like I'm completely captivated by who we are and the type of like the type of beings that we are like I'm gonna get really crazy right now just with this just that's okay like kind of like yes no I'm not high you are not high (laughs) or maybe I don't know if you are actually (laughs) and but here here I go so I literally sit and I kind of you know like sometimes like if you have something going on in your life and you like start talking to yourself like not even out loud like you will be in your brain and somehow it's kind of like well who the fuck who am I talking to right now like do I have like yeah yeah who's thinking these thoughts yeah. and it's not just like it's, it's almost like if I had like a few different people inside me because it's like they're kind of like con- talking like, like, it's like how many little minds or beings and you know what I mean and it's like and, and if I get all these messages inside of myself that I'm like kind of like even conflicted or like you know and then 
I wonder, like, do all these, like, do all humans do this to themselves? Like, is everyone like as introspective with their own selves and questioning life and society and norms and and thought processes and just like random things that happen to me sometimes? Were like, example, say you say yes, say you say something to me and I hear you answer a different thing and then you correct yourself two seconds later. And you're like, no, no, I said this word, not what you thought. But in my mind, somehow in my subconscious, the first answer you gave me lives within me. So I, I forget that the second thing was the real one. And, and somehow the first, say you said like, oh, Eddie, you're so dumb. And I was like, you said I was dumb. And you're like, no, I said, you're so blonde. And I was like, oh yeah, because I dyed my hair, right? Or whatever, like, no. But because right. I heard you say you're so dumb the first time, somehow that like, stays within me for a little bit even though you correct yourself that is not what you said so this is just one example of like how the mind is so weird and complicated and there are all but Eddie, i think but no. i think sorry i just want to jump in but i think that kind of response oftentimes is because we default to sort of the dialogues we have in our heads about ourselves sometimes so yeah you we seek out the confirmation that we are these things that we yeah. sometimes struggle with in our own lives you know yeah. what i mean and, and for always or for all meaning purposes could be that you said something nice and i heard or you said something, something nice and I heard right. something nice and it doesn't matter right. it's not about being nice or not. But what I'm trying to say is that like, I, or you could say, say like, I could say, oh, you changed your hair, yeah. but I don't say, I didn't say, oh, I love your new haircut. So you process it. Oh, Tony said I changed my hair. That means yeah. it looks really stupid and crazy. Yeah. Just you like know what weird, I mean? Kind of like weird things that like, yeah. stay in. and that is just one example out of many random situations that I've gone through in my head that are not even about like hearing something wrong, just like your mind processing things in a weird way, which always brings me to, you know, when I was in college, just like studying psychology and like all the different like um you know like Descartes or even going more back to like you know the Roman ancient ancient times or like even the you know the Greeks or just like the you know when I one time I visited Greece and I went to you know the Parthenon and I stood there and I had this whole moment of like thinking like you know it, it was a big moment of my life to like it was very introspective and I was just like listen I'm sitting in this place where Plato or Socrates could have been yeah, were. Uh -huh. and it was like really life-changing for me in a weird way now I keep thinking back to like these people used to just sit and converse and talk and not seeking really an ending or a solution or an answer to their conversations because they're at the end of the day I personally think that we're never going to have answers for the questions we're looking for Maybe after we die, but not while we're here. Like, there's not going to be suddenly a book where, like, here are the answers, like, and how are you going to confirm them, right? So it's never going to be, like, a confirmation. So I just feel like as a society, as a worldwide society nowadays, we don't do that. And I feel like that is, I think, what could be so helpful for health, for mental issues. Mm -hmm. Because we don't talk about our mental state we don't talk about our thoughts we don't talk about like our brains we don't talk about our you know what I mean like discussing these things would allow people to realize that we're all kind of crazy inside we all have different voices we all think about like crazy shit like I have questions I've, I've you know I see a car going by really fast and I wonder like whoa what if I was just like you know standing right I'm not trying to kill myself but everyone has crazy thoughts you know like yes. But Eddie, I think like what you're talking about, it's interesting because I just pulled up my, uh, I gave a lesson and I put it on Instagram recently because it's interesting you're talking about the Greeks because yeah. there's a uh, Aristotelian philosophy mm -hmm. that Aristotle talked about, which is to, to live one's life for the completion of tasks is called, it's a Talic philosophy. Mm -hmm. And his whole, his whole, philosophy, which to me speaks to acting and the process of life was, it's called atelic. So to be atelic means to always be in process because there is no final thing because we're constantly journeying to the next thing. And then he went on to say, but the ultimate ending goal, if there is one, although we should stay out of a atelic process, is he said, it's just happiness. Mm -hmm. It's yes. just to, uh, for us to stay in process of finding joy. And so 
I think that's sort of when you're th- when you're saying all these things. I I totally relate. I think everybody can yeah. relate. But I think I also think what's important though is yes, we all we have like eighty five thousand thoughts a day, mm-hmm. but to subscribe to the thinking patterns that we have, that's mm-hmm. insanity because most of our thoughts are crazy. Yeah. So to have a spiritual practice is also to realize like, okay, wait a minute, I'm not my thoughts. Who is thinking these thoughts? Yes. What are these thoughts? Where are they coming from? And can I observe them without getting reactive? Like, oh, I hate that person because you just had that thought about them, right? So it starts to, you start to question who we are beyond the thoughts. Yeah. And that's so much about what my practice is about yeah it's just mind-blowing to me that that we are that complex like that is a very complex thing to even try to begin to understand and I think that's why our there are a lot of mental issues because we do not address it enough you know Um, yeah and randomly weirdly enough I just finished filming a movie called free dead or alive yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So you were just in Texas. Yes. Right. No. Yeah. That's where you shot. Yeah, yeah. I was in Texas in the middle of basically it's like snowing, uh, power outage, no electricity. Or oh no shit. That's oh, right. Yeah, we, went, we went through everything. I mean, I don't even, I can't even begin to tell you like, I mean, we unfortunately, oh. actually one of, there was also that hundred car, car pile up, um, um, which you know one of our crew members his father passed in that and you know we we went through everything it was really really something to tell you for the books for this experience filming this movie really really I can't but what I wanted to get at was that for the first time in my life I had a very interesting experience where every other project I've done I somehow feel that it's like me Eddie bringing something of myself or basically everything of myself but specifically what needs to be brought for this specific character right like whatever I'm doing um this movie kind of changed my life like I would find myself preparing for a scene and having really introspective moments that the scene written for the movie would bring about my life and then my life would you know prompt certain reactions and, and and you know thoughts and would just make me you know very charged for whatever the scene would have been so that was one thing which I found so interesting but then another thing that well, I mean, pause for a second wait Go ahead. what have I been telling you for I know I know <laughs> well I'm finally breaking through Tony yes. I mean well you also said having kids has also made you realize like oh it's always about the moment it's really yes. about listening and being present to the moment but continue yes it's it always so, yes I will not ever us. ever forget like but sitting in your yes. class not even sitting being in your class standing on the stage doing my scene and you telling me about being in the moment and literally being a new actress and almost not even understanding what what that was like i I am the moment like i am here like you know kind of like trying to like not think of other things like focus on this but like i definitely had to it's it's like a it's like oh i know you're having them (laughs) motherhood (laughs) will do that getting older does that you know when we're younger sorry i want to hear the second part of that but i just want to remind everybody when we're younger we just and also for actors we often aren't taught this the real sort of science of being present and being yeah. in our list, being, it's being, yeah. right? Because yeah. we're taught to do, we're taught to memorize the lines, we're taught to say the lines a certain way. Yeah. So we're really good at recalling them and regurgitating them and doing them correctly, yeah. as opposed yeah. to, well, just like in life, you're hearing me yeah. and it's creating a response. Why are we not taught to do that in the work? Because in the work, we're taught first, generally, to yeah. say the lines a certain way. But the lines are in re- reciprocity. They are in response right. to what we hear. Yeah. Right? It should be, so, it should be easy. It should be that easy. But, somehow it, but it is that time. easy. But, but it is that easy. <laughs> I know. But come on. Think about it. Every time you put a camera on anyone's face, everything changes. So That's true. Performing That's true. for the camera, right. Right? right? Like, You're no right. matter You're who right. you put that camera in front of. That's so. true. So, okay. So you, you were in Texas and you have this come to Jesus moment where you're like, oh my God, it's distracting me and my stuff and my, okay. And then what was the other oh, one? Yeah, no, I mean, and so anyway, my other thing that I, and you know, it might just be about like coming to, you know, a point in my life where I become more analytical, more introspective, more I've done more work, you know, like sometimes maybe it's just 
it takes time. You kind of have to like yeah, suck for a while until, until you're not stuck. What do you say? Fake it until you make it, right? So, That's right. Anyway, um, so I, you know, this script is a wonderful script by Eric Bernard. The moment I read it, I really liked it. And, you know, once I, there are lines that I would say in my script, like, you know, the movie is called Free Dead or Alive. There's a scene where I tell my mother, you know, basically like I don't want to subscribe to you know having to maybe like marry someone because of their money and then not being you know like happy to choose who I love or whatever and I tell her like I will be free dead or alive you know free meaning free to be who I want to be to choose who I want to be and when I first read the script I was thinking it in a way and whatever but like come to next I'm I'm you know filming it and now I'm done filming it and I've come to like have you know a lot of change within myself so for the first time in my life the script the role this person who I embodied in this movie changed Eddie yeah well Eddie I think it's even another way of thinking about it because you kept I wrote down the word you're you're like more analytical or whatever I don't think it's analytical at all I think introspective is a better word but I think what ends up happening is you the actor surrenders him or herself to the journey they're on as this character, but it's still your journey, right? right? And so yeah. you're meeting you're meeting your own stuff, the meaning of being free or the meaning of being a woman who's declaring, I don't care what it takes, I'm not gonna be married off to someone or whatever. You're meeting your own stuff vis-a-vis -a, -vis a role. And that can be a life altering yeah thing. you it, know what I mean it's been really really interesting you know and actually part of the reason why I was even feeling this like change and like this role affecting me you know like bringing a change to my life just from experiencing being that person and whatever you know like it, it you know it's just very interesting to kind of do work and and experience it in different ways. And I just find myself right now very kind of like, wow, like this was very different from what I've ever done before. And that's why I was talking to my friend who does this chakra and whatever, because I was kind of like, uh -huh. damn, I want to understand this better, you know? But Eddie, I also think like, because I've worked with you and you've always been really great, but I think like sometimes actors exist on the margins in their work. Like it's more superficial. I don't mean like your faith. I'm not, I'm not judging any actor, but that, but they exist in these characters are in the role more on the lines and they don't fully allow themselves to be surrendered to or inhabit where they go. And what's been happening, I think, and what we've been talking about and like what's been happening in your life, see it happens in life and in our work. Mm -hmm. It starts to like, I, I think we start to drop in to more of an experience. So you actually had an experience mm -hmm. that goes beyond the lines, beyond meaning actually. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't even really articulate the experience of the soul and your heart okay. and the chemistry. You know what I mean? You yeah. just went on the journey. I did. So I think <laughs> that is to me, it's so, ah, I'm going to cry. I think that's like, really, that's exciting. That's, that's why I was screaming at you in class seven times. You're not listening. You're not <laughs> listening. And the thing is that like back then I would also be like, stop crying. You always make me cry. <laughs> no, just kidding. Cry. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm a crying baby. So I'm not going to tell you to stop crying because I literally no, no, I know. I know you're kidding. all the time, you know, I'm joking. I, um, I also feel that like I've become so much more brave and like, for example, yeah. when we had class, like if you told me like, you know, do this or do that, I would get more self-conscious. Like I, you know, yeah. you feel like you feel like maybe you're being criticized or like, yeah. you know, like you take it in a way that is more like personal or like just it affects you in the wrong way because, you know, because you're green or you don't really know, like, you know, or maybe just younger, whatever you want to say, like, it's just part of like growing up and, you know, growing. Um, but right now, oh, man, and I am so bad at recalling who was it Idris Elba? It's an African, a great African-American actor. And I was, I posted a, on even my social media, the video of him talking about, you know, being afraid of failure and, yeah. and, and how that is not part of his life. And I, as, as he was saying these things, I was just like, I completely resonate with that because I know I joke you not, I, I almost don't give a shit about things anymore so much that I'm just like, it does not affect me in, in that way. Like, you're not going to affect me these things are not going to impact me like in a way that 
for example, if I'm on set, like, and I'm doubting myself, like, yeah, maybe it's a question, but it's like, I feel so brave now. And I don't feel the fear of failure. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm going to fail. Like, how I, that does not exist because I feel like all I have to do is ask what need to, needs to be changed. What can I do? Ask That's myself, right. try That's the different right. thing. That's right, trying like, it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, there's no, you know, like, unless I decide to just give up. Yeah. There will be no failure. So I feel like, I feel like it just, it's almost like a happiness too, to like know and acknowledge that I, it doesn't live within me, within me. Like I do not have that fear when it comes to my work, you know, like. I mean, you're, you're getting free. It's called freedom because yeah, like, there will, there, there will be like sort of the, the questioning, but I think actors as, as they start to like get free of that, they're not scared to try stuff because yeah. they know in the failing and trying something they're gonna they're gonna it's gonna reveal what it wants to be yeah, you know what i mean i feel like if something is not what it was supposed to be it's not like you failed it's like no that not was just not maybe that was not right let me try again right again you but see I mean? that's but this speaks to when you were in class you're right because you were so young a lot of times young actors mm -hmm. equate that with but also like you said they're self-conscious they've yeah. not developed muscle yet to try something they have been taught in acting like there's a right way or a wrong way yeah. i think all of those rules don't are are wrong well i should yeah. use the word wrong they just don't exist like right yeah. they actually in impede our ability to to be free and really the reason why we want to act inhabit a role go on a journey is to be fully released in the expression of who we are yeah so I, I, yeah and yeah. you also did your stunt. You did stunts too, right? Like oh, this so movie. Yeah, it was so fun. I mean, did a lot of stuff. Time, yeah. Because I mean, I've never really done a character where it's like it requires a lot of action. This is actually like a you know action movie drama. Yeah. With, you know, it's got even a little sense of humor in there. It's a, but yes, yeah, a lot of action. I'm basically very well versed with the use of a knife. So I studied for quite a while before filming. You know, with this wonderful knife film. work. Yeah, so I basically like, you know, I'm so good with a knife and I am a badass and I go kicking, <laughs> kicking butt left and right, you know, like with a knife, which is something that my mother taught me, you know, in the story. She was, you know, part of, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to come up with the word right now, rebel group that rebelled against the government sort of thing. So she taught me so I would be prepared would anything ever need, you know, happened. And uh, I re I discovered actually now that you bring it up. Um, this whole other side of me that not only I love, but it brought me a freaking rush of adrenaline and thrill that I want to do this so much more. I never knew. I literally would shoot a scene and end up like shaking with the adrenaline. I was, I can't tell you how happy it made me. I was like, I want to do this again. You know, like we would just go through the scenes and like their sequences and I, it, wow. It was just like uh, jumping. It was like jumping out of an airplane. It was just so cool. I mean, I've always liked adventure. I've always liked, you know, like kind of tomboyish things like, you know, going and doing and trying things. And so uh, it was definitely very enlightening to realize that. I, I, I don't know, you know, as you get older, sometimes you're like, kind of like, what excites me anymore? Or what cool thing that is new I could do? And, yes, and, and I just and some and then I did this and I was like holy moly like wow like that was so cool like I, I felt like a child having fun at the park you know well it Eddie so it cool. sounds like a lot of your breakthroughs are are happening because of that like it is it's about having fun it's about playing it's about there's no one right way it's about our own interpretation like all of it right committing it's all connected and it sounds so simple but I always think half of that I'm working on a new book right now like kind of like the obstacle is the way it's not going to be called that but like okay. but that that if we could just um acknowledge our resistance more and go into the resistance it opens you up but a lot of people don't want to admit they have resistance right mm -hmm. so if you're not wanting to look at what scares you or what you don't want to face mm -hmm. if we go into it that thing is really what we think is our kryptonite is really our superpower so i mean I'm really excited for you because I think this has been, I think it's been coming. I do in the last year when we've been talking and coaching and like you are less trying to put things together in a perfect way. Right. You know what I mean? 
And it's, it's more interesting. You're more interesting that way, actors. <laughs> no, it's, you know, and it's kind of like a process. I feel like life is just a process and you have to make your own mistakes to like really kind of learn from them. And, discovery. That's you right. know, it's just a discovery. I, you know, sometimes people ask me for advice, you know, younger actors. And I feel that, you know, talking about what you were saying of like, you know, you're in class and maybe you feel criticized or you feel self-conscious. And I feel like, yes, at the end of the day, um, and somebody even told me this when I first moved here, you know, like you're going to have to grow a thick skin. And like, I totally agree with it. You do, you kind of have to, but you know why that is? Because it is such a weird, interesting profession. I mean, we're auditioning every day, right? We're going to class, which is basically like auditioning. You're putting yourself out there. I see it almost as like, if you had a job interview every day of your life, like you have to prepare every day of your life to go and be like, I'd like to be an architect in this architect firm. Yeah. I don't even know what yeah. it's called. Yeah. A lawyer or a doctor. Or yeah, like, yeah. I'd love to be a lawyer in this law firm, right? And you go and show up and the per- person who interviews you is there. And every day of your life, you're interviewing like that. It's, it's tiring. It is yeah. so... I mean, and then when you, when you have to do an audition that is emotional and you cry, I literally go through the day like a zombie. I'm like, I am so exhausted from having done that. Like, so it's like very unique what we go through. I'd like, you know, for people who are in the industry and are, you know, starting to become actors and like, of course, you know, it's like, it's so, you have to believe in yourself so much. You have to pick up yourself constantly. You have to like, you know, audition and then kind of like let go and move on and then go to the next one and know that like, that's how it is, you know, and even right now for myself, for example, like, yes, I am a working actress. I've been kind of like on the right path. I'm happy and proud when I look back and yet there is so much more I want to achieve, but I'm still kind of like, you know, I finish a thing and then people start asking, what do you have going next? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I just got home. Yeah, like, and yeah. I'm kind of like, you know, I, whenever I'm not working, of course, I'm there's, it's not like I'm doing nothing. I'm literally, I have zero time, you know, when I'm not working, I'm with my kids. The moment I do a job, then I'm doing that job. Right. But it's crazy because like, I'm, I'm not, I can't even tell you right now what's my next project. Right. So that is also like uncertainty up to a certain level. Well, that's true. You know what I mean? You and work, so- but work, then your the work is done and then you have to wait until the work again. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. A- and sometimes you do have something lined up you know, already and whatever, but sometimes you don't and it's normal and that's fine. And sometimes we feel the pressure that if we don't have, you know, like, especially when there's like red carpets and you're doing interviews and like, what do you have coming up next? And you're just like a total loser. You feel like, well, nothing, you know, like, no, like, I feel like I've learned to embrace the fact that, you know, I might not have my next job booked just yet. Right. Yeah. You could be like, I just did Tony's podcast. Yes. So go listen (laughs) to it. Um, Um, yeah, I mean, let's, I mean, it's great to talk about all these things, you know? I know it's really great. I think it's really inspiring. And I hope you some just... people that are like younger can find some way and truth in any of this, you know, because I know that I could have potentially benefited from, and I did, a lot of really, really nice people helped me when I first moved here and I was young and I didn't know many things. And I feel really blessed, you know, to like have had guidance from these people who knew better than me. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I'm excited you're coming into your own and I can see how, I know it's a real thing. It is a real thing when actors kind of cross over into this new space in their work. And it's, you know, I mean, that to me is what our studio has always been about because I think, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. I've always- But like you said, it's so simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Let's let's do, I like to end with a speed round because we could talk forever, but it's yeah. already been an hour. That's how fast it goes. But okay. So this is this might be the hard, these are the hard questions. Oh, if God. you weren't an actor, what would you be? Uh maybe a literature uh literature teacher. I okay. Love I, <laughs> are you just are you are making you that up? <laughs> no, I love I love literature. Like I love reading. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, the Greeks. Okay. What's your favorite movie of all time or just favorite movie? Uh, Life is Beautiful. Oh, I was just thinking about that movie recently. I wanted to revisit it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, that movie. Life I mean, I'm sure beautiful. there's others, but that's the first one that came to my mind. No, I get it. What's something you can't do without? Oh, God. Love. <laughs> Aww. 
That's sweet. I was going to uh, say my first answer was going to be my chapstick. <laughs> oh my God. You must have picked that up in my mind because I was going to tell you that my previous guest this morning, she said chapstick. No way. No, I didn't pick it up in your mind. I am obsessed. Like I literally carry, like if I showed you my purse right now, but I was like, that is the dumbest answer. So let me- That is hilarious. It. She so said chapstick. Yeah, so but my she had- she had some really high, I was like, was it like $1.99 Rite Aid chapstick or like the French kind? And she had like really good chapstick. For but... me, it's all sorts. I just like, where's my chapstick? Whichever one. Yeah. Yeah. Carmex. What a weird, <laughs> um, I, no, I'm seriously like the one I have right now is like a Burt's Bees somewhere. And then. Oh, yeah. I love Burt's Bees. But, Look, yeah. we're both, we're both grabbing our chapstick right now. Yeah. Everybody like, who's listening to this is going to be doing It's not even just chapstick. It's like, I have like. Yeah. <laughs> like so many in my purse that I cannot like I don't joke you. I'm Hilarious. Like, oh yeah. my god, she's holding up like five. Okay. okay. Who's your celebrity crush? Can be guy or girl. Oh, um oh, it's so hard to like even think. Okay, well, when I was younger, I was obsessed with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. In like uh-huh. they were They're like, still super hot to me. Yeah. Um, interview with a vampire. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, they were good in that. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, currently, I feel like it's not more like it's not like a crazy. I, it's hard for me to have a crush physically from someone, but it's more like I obsess with like certain people's like acting and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of really great actors, so yeah. it's easy to crush in that way. How would you describe acting in one word? Uh, I was just gonna say, oh God, one word, just be. B. Mm-hmm. What's what's one of your takeaways from working with me or the school? Uh, truth. Basically, mm-hmm. you've always been truthful, like down to earth, like you know what I mean. Like not ever trying to put on like a front or like a trying to like be liked. You know what I mean. Like you're you're like an honest. Just like I always. Oh. Say- Oh, you're talking about me. That's sweet. No, but I mean, what did you learn? What did you learn from working with me? Oh, what did I learn? Okay, I yeah. thought I was telling about. Um, That's great. I'll take the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, yeah, I've learned to kind of not overdo things, to not overthink, to just kind yeah. of, it's like what you just said, basically, like it's simpler than you think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What, what, what would be, we're almost done. Last two here. What advice would you give your younger self? to not worry so much and just trust. Yeah. And, 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 you know, what I always kind of tell other people to like, as I knew anyway, I feel like I, I always kind of told myself to just never give up, just keep going, you know, believe in that yourself. Too. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, would, I, I was asked so many times kind of like, what if this doesn't work? What are you going to do instead? And I'm like, well, when is it not going to work? Like, can I not keep trying forever? Like. <laughs> like what am I gonna no no joke I was like am I supposed to give myself a few years and then give up after that what if it was gonna happen the year after that like no you know like so yeah oh that's really inspiring Eddie it's so (laughs) true like there's no like expired on date you know what I mean like I I think I get a lot of this you know like my dad I you know I've had a crazy life growing up with you know my family has had a lot of ups and downs and whatever but one thing I do owe is to like my family my dad has had always like a big dreaming mind you know uh and he's like till the day trying to like you know make his millions or whatever and he's like what colonel sanders made it when he was 60 you know like the fried chicken and i'm just like like okay dad but it's true though vera wang didn't do her first gown i think until she was like in her 40s julia childs didn't start cooking until her 50s um samuel l jackson i think was his first role was like in his late forties. I mean, there's a lot of stories of people who, yeah. yeah so, so um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Eddie, what's my last question is how, how, how would you define love? I would define love as something that you feel that makes you happy and not like you ever have to, change yourself whether it's for another person or yourself and that yeah I think it just it just becomes unity with like happiness you know like that you're not trying to become something else or prove anything like it's just peacefulness and happiness because you're accepting of 
who you are or who you're with. Okay. I always, it's beautiful. I always say my definition of love is just this moment right now. Mm. <laughs> That's very simple. And I made it in like, <laughs> I cannot say things like literally when you said the speed round, I started sweating. I was no, like, you did. That's hilarious. I can't do always, it. In three yeah. words or less. I was like, oh my God, this is where I struggle. Like say one word and I'm just like, ah, my brain literally like shuts down. Oh my God. <laughs> So Eddie, tell tell the listeners. So your movie, what's it called again? Free, dead, or alive. Free, this, dead, or alive. But is, do you know you don't know when it's coming out yet? It's no. And actually, I can tell you about the one that might be coming out sooner than that. I shot oh, okay. when the pandemic started uh, in July, which is basically hopefully soon. Um, that's called Seventh and Union. Um, okay. So that one should be probably hopefully I'll be able to announce something and then free dead or alive. We literally just finished filming it. So they are moving fast, but it totally yeah. be a few months. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in the fall or, yeah. okay. Yeah. And where can people find you on Instagram or uh, wherever? My handle for all social media. I mean, I do mostly Instagram, but I, I do have the Twitter and the Facebook, which I kind of neglect lately, but uh, my handle yeah. for all of them, it's at Eddie Ganem. So my first and last name all together. E-D-Y-G-A-N-E-M. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And I post, you know, I try to post my kind of like updates and whatever I'm doing and sharing with, you know, people kind of like what's happening in my life. With a lot of face filters. <laughs> no, the opposite. <laughs> what did we learn today? <laughs> no face filters. Yeah, well, every once in a while. I mean, come on. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie, like, for I just woke up and can't show you my face. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice. And hopefully book the fucking job.